John Magisa is a data analyst at TVNZ and part of the film production crew called Oil Slick Candy. I've had the pleasure of working on several projects with John, and he's one of the most passionate and talented data analysts I've ever worked with. That is why I was super surprised to find out that he self-taught data analysis. John was initially a media insights executive at TVNZ, and as part of his job, he often had to request analytics. When he realized he could be more efficient at his job if he could do the analytics himself, he self-taught SQL, Tableau, and Power BI. Unsurprisingly, since then, his talent has been recognized, and he's been transitioned into the analytics team at TVNZ. John seems to apply this level of craftsmanship and passion to various aspects of his life. This shows in his interest in game development, app development, learning languages, and creative writing. In this episode, John and I talk about self-motivation, time management, passive learning, and much more. This is Everything Goes With Pascal podcast, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with John Magisa. And we're good to go, John. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Pascal, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good morning. It is. Good morning. Good, I guess. I guess, except for the rain. Oh, yeah. I'm good. hoping it gets darker so we get a bit of better uh, lighting here. <laughs> That's yeah, my hope. Let's, let's pray for the clouds. Yeah. And the clouds out there, you know, the clouds out there, but anywhere but right now i mean we're getting some clouds now getting some shades now mm. yeah so hopefully we're getting some good lighting lighting there oh we're in at our flat yes this is your first podcast here in the first the podcast f- here it's been a struggle john like the venue for my podcast has mm. been a major struggle because when i was at my last job i used their office right right yeah. on the weekend and since I've left in my new job, well, there's like a security issues as you can, as yeah. you could imagine. It's probably si- similar to where you're working now, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, you gotta like sign up and stuff like that. Exactly. So this is what I can do now. But um, yeah, this is a temporary fix because mm. we're lucky because you live in North Shore too. Yeah, you live around here, so it's not. I didn't feel too bad asking. You know, if you want to come over here or anything like that. Mm. Um, but for those folks or for those like my future audience, my future guests, right? Yeah. They're gonna live <laughs> nowhere near here, overseas. <laughs> overseas, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Even even just um the other side of the bridge, you know, yeah. the the South Shore. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah I, I'm. I don't know. I'm, am I gonna invite them here am I gonna go over it's been up in the air but you gotta start somewhere you know humble yeah. beginnings yeah well, well when the money stop, you know starts raking in you oh, can yeah. <laughs> you exactly. can afford the flight or stuff. <laughs> well this uh, sponsor when the sponsor yeah. you know starts picking up what is it um glasso vitamin glasso. water baby let's go yeah I've made like a even made like a promotional video of for it. them yeah, for them um, with kind of like the highlights of my podcast with the drink in it. Right. And uh, no response yet. No <laughs> response yet. You should do, you should do like a review of 
of you know the different flavors and stuff. Do you do you know Redman Rock, the YouTuber? No. So he does like because he he likes um coconut water. Mm. So he does like a review of like the coconut water brands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's quite funny. A lot of people watch it. That's cool. Um, there was this guy who made like, uh, he's he's like another YouTuber who made like a prime. You know you know about prime drinks, right? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. He made like a prime ad on his own. Right. And it was like super cool. Oh. And I think he did that, and you know he did that, and then KSI and Logan Paul watches that, and right. because of that he get exposure through that way. Uh-huh. And um, I mean he I think he's he's a super talented guy anyway. Right. But that's like I feel like that's really cool. Mm. You know, you put your talent to a, yeah. like something creative like that. Hmm. Well, you know, you can start tomorrow. Start <laughs> start today. <laughs> start today. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, like, yeah, I don't know, like, because there, I, I found out. Have you heard of Marco? This is another YouTuber that I found out recently. Marco. It sounds familiar. He, so he makes custom shoes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I've seen him. Yeah, that looks like that's amazing. Mm, yeah. What he does. Yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes, I mean, you would know this, like us being in the data data field. Sometimes, you know, I wish I had more creative like talent, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like painting or or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. It's unfortunately I'm not, you know, blessed with the <laughs> the creative. <laughs> But you do, you you stuff. do have a creative talent. Oh, what is that? Oh, that's yeah. uh, the you know oil slick candy, right? Ah, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I it's really minor involvement from my side, to be honest. It's it's really, yeah. I it's it's not something I would say that I've created. <laughs> but yeah. so, what's your um? Can you explain uh for those people that don't know oil slick candy yeah. and like your involvement <laughs> with it? Sure. Um. Yeah, he's just a plug for <laughs> <laughs> for our YouTube channel, Well Slick Candy. So yeah, it's uh essentially my partner and and friends. We created this uh, short short film, like a horror short film, and it's we've posted it on YouTube. So under the All Slick Candy channel, and yeah, so it's it's really at the moment there's two short films there. It's like one horror and one coming of age, but it's really the um about you know we have these like amateur people like myself coming and banding together and trying to yeah trying to make a trying to make a film so yeah if if you have time go go to youtube <laughs> honestly, candy. <laughs> honestly candy, baby. yeah and then and and yeah and watch it and i think i linked it to you last last time did you have a go um so here's the thing john so you told me it was horror right yeah and I'm really bad with How horror. So I started watching it, but I was like, oh shit, I don't want to get scared at night. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I had to stop it. But I did watch the latest one, right. uh, the coming of age oh, yeah, video. Yeah. yeah. And that was written by you. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was written by me. And initially it was going to be like fully like romance, like cheesy romance. And then I, I, I wrote, I wrote it, as as a joke, to be honest, and then I gave it to my partner, and you know he he was reading it. I was like, oh, this could be turned into a short film, and then he applied his like horror kind of like vibe to it because he he wrote um the first one, Blink Twice, which is the horror short film, and that's why if you yeah if, if you've see, yeah if you've seen the um the coming of age one, it kind of has that weird 
eerie vibe yeah. to it yeah but initially I, I had written it as a joke and it was meant to be like a cheesy like <laughs> romance <laughs> but yeah it has that weird vibe added uh, to it i was gonna say yeah like you say weird vibe with the and even the voice immediately mm. how it's like like echoey would you is it is yeah that the right word for it yeah so actually that one was more of a <laughs> was more of like a patch honestly because because when we were filming it there was um because we we filmed it um at a primary school and there was like mowing happening oh, <laughs> in no. the background and it was just like so loud so we had to add um effects to the voice so that it kind of masks any ah. background noise so it, it wasn't i was wondering that it's so it's not post recorded voice and it's over overlay it's not that no yeah it is the no, it's it's the app so we have um well, sometimes, well, for Bl for Blink Twice, the horror one, we did some post-recording voiceovers because there were some there were some instances where the the sound just wasn't good, so we had to re-record. But for the coming of age one, the the sound was pretty solid, mm. but it's just that there were some some background noises, so it's like yeah. like the the mowing, <laughs> the the grass mowing. <laughs> You know those big oh, trucks God. that like yeah. that goes to schools. That yeah, that, that was pretty loud. And of course, it has to be during you during you filming that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and because like we couldn't like move it to another day because we had to get special, you know, like um, permission to film in the school and stuff really? like that. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are professional, <laughs> professional. I would have just snuck in there, like. No, we, we yeah we could have, but then usually you know like schools usually they have something on and, and and if people see you there they're gonna be like oh who are these people but yeah, yeah. and we were we were actually yeah there was this one guy i think he was like the um like the the cleaner of of the school and then he went uh, you know and he was like oh are you guys the um <laughs> the the one filming and then yeah and yeah so yeah always good to have the legalities in place just yeah. in case <laughs> fair enough like and being at school too you know yeah. yeah, you don't know what if you're gonna get picked out during the film, and then suddenly mm. the scene switches, and you have to write around that. Like, yeah. what's the lore for that? But I think that echoey vibe worked well with. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, so I'll just say be vague about it. But the ending. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah, that was yeah. The ending was a like we cause we couldn't we didn't know how to end it really so <laughs> it was like a last addition to the to the the film we were like we just end it like this because like the we, we kind of had like a week like ending like the original ending was kind of like it was all right but it was kind of like missing something i, okay. I felt we felt like it just cut too short so we just added that yeah at the very end like last minute like it was actually my sister's boyfriend who was at the very end of the okay. <laughs> very end of the film who agreed to yeah to be filmed but yeah so if yeah if you ever want to pursue acting let yeah. us know <laughs> let oh, us wow. know and then maybe yeah and then maybe if i write another one i'll yeah i'll cast you <laughs> oh let me know let me know i'll be yeah. keen to try out you know yeah we need yeah we need more diversity and heck yes yeah we're just literally using our pool of you know of friends and, and mates <laughs> yeah well this sounds like my podcast guest <laughs> <laughs> no but i've seen a lot of um because uh, I've seen some of your podcasts, you 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 have like a few like like you know big people around here, like experts and stuff. Yeah, trying to. I'm, I'm I guess I'm pretty lucky in a sense that I have had friends with you know expertise and yeah. like for example, um, 
uh, I've had Diana on, who's like a lecturer at the uh, School of Komsar. Mm. And she, like, she was a friend, like, she is a friend of mine. And she right. was a friend of mine before the recording of the podcast. Uh, okay. So it was just happened to work, like, I, I just got lucky like that, you know, like, yeah. and she works in that kind of similar industry as as I do and has similar interest because of that has similar interest. So it kind of worked out, for, you oh, know, yeah. super nicely like that. Um, but yeah, I think my goal is that, you know, I started out with first five to 10 episodes were just pure close friend group. Mm. But as, as it goes on, you know, I'm kind of um, going to like the next layer, next yeah. layer. Um, so the goal is to really like, um, if I find anyone really interesting, I want to talk to them. Mm. I can just reach out and just be like, hey, you like, yeah, do you want to, do you want to come over? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the goal. That's the goal. Oh, nice. Yeah. And how many, If do you know the number? How many people have you had so far? So this is my 19th episode. So I've had ah, 19 people on. Nice. Yeah. So getting there, I, they say uh, 90% of podcasts quit after, quit after three episodes right and 99 percent of podcasts don't make it to 20 episodes mm. yeah um and i have some like solo episodes too so i'm already over 20 but i think just seeing the like my guest episodes mm. um yeah i think 20 is like i'll be pretty happy with that it would yeah. be like my first milestone Ah, nice. And is is there like a general like theme, or it's it's pretty all all around kind of like podcast? It's uh yeah, I would say pre pretty all around. Um, mm -hmm. with a little bit of theme of like data space. Right. Yeah, but like my inspiration being Joe Rogan, who has yeah from you know he's got like comedians <laughs> which his his background yeah to scientists to politicians mm. to like the fighters yeah I, I i really like that and i think that kind of reflects my personality too i i work in the data industry yeah but like we said before like that's not my only interest Mm. I think hearing about you filming, you know, the film process of it, yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to it, but, you know, hearing about your, like, game dev things, yeah, like, those things fascinate me, so oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, like, right now, I have some industries in mind that I want to reach out to, right? namely, I, I want to get more, I've been going to some comedy gigs in o Auckland recently, oh, yeah, yeah. so I want to get some, like, get into that space, get some mm. comedians on yeah. here, you know? Uh, that's yeah, that would, that, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, I I, I watch a few you know stand up comedians on on YouTube. It's, I actually went to you know Jokoy, that Filipino stand up comedian. So he was here. Oh, I can't remember. I think it was earlier this year or late last year. But he was here, and then I went there. Yeah, there was like surprisingly a lot of people went there, and I I thought it would be mostly Filipino, but it was actually quite yeah. It, it's. Ah. I think there were more. I saw more Islanders, to be honest. Where is, there. is he? Where is he based at? Oh, it's in America. America yeah, yeah, and then he he like does like world tour and stuff like that. And he was he was here, and then yeah, we went there, and yeah, it was a, it was a blast. It was my first time. It was my first yeah, stand up comedy. Ah, and where, whereabouts was it? It was um, oh, what's that place? The one with of Texas Chicken, like Link Drive or some. Oh, is it some in area. the city? No, it's like is it west that area where um, oh. where do you know Teatatu P 
peninsula like that around mm. that area i think that's west okay okay yeah west Auckland. yeah but yeah i feel like i would know the mm. name of it if i heard that mm. but yeah haven't been to too many venues around there right oh huh. but yeah you should have you been to to one to like any big stand-up comedy stuff yeah so I w- i've been to this guy called uh Mark Norman, have you heard of him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. so you're into yeah. the oh, because you say you watched a bit of YouTube, yeah. yeah. So Mark Norman, um, and I went to him because he's like a close friend with Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, and I find him funny as as well. Yeah, and that was really good. Mm. Yeah, he's really cool. And I've been to Chris Parker. If you name like, he's like a New Zealand comedian. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think I think I know his name because I mean I work. A TVNZ and there you sometimes go. I, I hear I hear names of like influencers and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that do sounds you, familiar. Do you see any famous, many famous people often there? Uh, I feel like you would. Right? I think I do, and most of the time it's me not realizing who they are. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely see you know like reporters all the time. But uh, to be honest, a lot of them I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and sometimes when we have when we invite people in, like we um not too long ago, not too long ago we had this like famous boxer, forgot his name. Oh, uh, from New Zealand. Uh, I actually don't know. Okay. <laughs> boxer. Yeah, he's a very good-looking like boxer. Oh, I forgot I forgot his name. But Tony yeah. Fury. No, it's, it's a it's a it's a. Uncommon name, but oh, I just I forgot his uh, name. Oh, uh, uncommon is it's not Ryan Garcia. No, okay, uh, it'll come to me at some point. Right. Maybe I'll, I'll blurt it out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we we had that and some. Oh, we had the de- um the debate not too long ago. I think it was the last week. But I wasn't in the office. But we we usually have people in coming in, and sometimes we'll have special shows like we had. Last year we had like drag queens come to the office, and yeah, I mean I don't know them, but yeah, the, the, we have a few. We have a few people coming in, in and out, but yeah, mostly yeah, it's mostly me not knowing who they are. <laughs> who to they be are. Uh, to be honest, yeah. True. Is it because they are like New Zealand famous people? Yeah, but also I'm not really good with like pop culture and stuff. I mean I I know it, but also I'm very bad with names and mm. things like that. So. I mean, I I would have like an idea. Oh, you're you know you're you're yeah I, you're famous, but I'm not really. I don't have the context of of who you are. <laughs> yeah, why are you yeah. famous? Who who would you who who would freak you out if if you saw oh, them in the office? Would freak me out. That's a good question. <laughs> I think a lot of people. Um, well, right now, who am I listening to right now? Um, oh. I I really like Nicki Minaj. I, I feel like she's a really good like rapper. Mm. I would say, and even Imagine Dragons. Uh, I think I'm True. yeah. I think if I see uh, if I see them, and who else? Oh, I'm a very big J.K. Rowling fan. Oh wow! Yeah, I I think you know Harry Potter is yeah just amazing. <laughs> the world building. Yeah, and especially for me as um as a wannabe writer <laughs> yeah you know it's it's a it's a it's a in, people like like jk rowling and and you know token as a like really amazing you know wordsmith like world builder and yeah it's i i draw a lot of yeah inspiration from from those people so yeah so if i if i see jk 
in the office <laughs> one day. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be, you know, you see me running there, and yeah, yeah, being sign. tackled by security. <laughs> <laughs> sign these books, sign these books. Yeah, damn, I didn't know you want to be a writer. Well, yeah, when I was younger, um, I I would say I have a pretty imaginative, um, I have pretty good imagination, I would say, and yeah, be, um. Before I I wrote for for the screen, I I I would write like novels and stuff like that, yeah. like short story, and yeah, because especially in the Philippines, if you grow, because I grew up in the Philippines, I moved here like when I was sixteen or seventeen. Mm. In the Philippines, there isn't really much things to do, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you go you go to school, you go home, and then you know. Or like some sports, even with sports, we have very limited sports in the because we just don't have the facilities for 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 sports. So yeah, so but writing is very journalism is very big in the Philippines. So like every school has their own like school publication. Really. So and yeah, and I and and my my grandma was like the the principal in in my like primary school. So she's always like pushed me to join like like the the publication and really do journalism and stuff like that. And I never really liked news writing and in sports writing i just found them really boring but in in newspapers it's like a section in the newspaper called um the editorial section and the feature section so the editorial section is where it's kind of more like opinion based if you will so it's it's still like news kind of stuff but it's not like a news article where it's like fully um you know what are the events what are the facts so for editorial it's more like what's your kind of like opinion on 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 stuff like what it's your what's your take on things and then the feature section is more if you will it's, it's more poetry to be honest it's more flowery kind of like it's yeah i don't even know why it's in a newspaper to be honest <laughs> it's like a, sometimes you would write like reflections and things like that oh, and then yeah so yeah ever since i was young i've just joined publications like school publications and i always wrote for the editorial section that ed- editorial and feature sections and uh, yeah I, I guess that's where it started and then just me writing you know novels and short stories i mean i've never finished a novel <laughs> i mean I, I i i write so many things but i never finish them okay and i did i did finish i have one finished work which is a short story but just because it's a short story so it's easy to <laughs> it's easy to to finish that but yeah and, and then i have the um yeah the coming of age like short film that that i wrote so i guess oh, i guess i have two finished written work i would well, say there you go do, do you think about pursuing that because you didn't do mm. journalism in journalism mm. or like a writing um i don't know if there's like a if, if it's called writing major but i think it's called creative writing creative yeah. writing in uni right mm. did you think about pursuing that i did yeah when i was applying for university i applied for i actually applied for so many things because i because i because the thing is like for me i have many interests and <laughs> i don't have that one strong passion that you know that a lot of people do so for me applying i i had a lot of um applications i did you know english and creative writing then i I even had like linguistics there and then i even applied for computer science actually and and engineering you know biomed (laughs) it's just every every like law i just applied for it for for all of it and then yeah i applied for so my my major was because i did a conjoint degree in commerce and science 
and I majored in marketing and management with my commerce degree. And then with my science, I did geophysics. So yeah, so that was what I was I went for because like when I was when I was young, um, apart from you know wanting to be a writer, <laughs> I also enjoyed like rocks and stuff. It's just yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Like there was even when I remember when I was like maybe ten, I had two younger siblings that I you know forced to play like rocks with me. We were like <laughs> pretending to be geologists, and I remember one of our bedrooms in the Philippines we converted into like a a lab with like rocks like all over the place and it's just like <laughs> so what, you just collecting like interesting yeah. rocks and yeah things? we would collect interesting rocks like of ah. different shapes and you know sizes and we would pretend to be to perform like experiments on them and analyze them and stuff like that oh yeah and also when when i when i was in high school i you know i had this idea of oh i'm gonna be rich working for like oil companies and mining companies so i'm like that just like further solidified my my interest in 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 geology it's actually funny because i i wanted to major in geology but by the time i applied they had just removed the geology program it was like if i had applied like the year before it, it was still there but when oh. i had yeah so they had removed it and there was and i really wanted to do it so yeah. and i was looking through their um oh what's that called the, the list of um majors and stuff there's oh. a term for it right is there yeah it's been so, like, so long since i've been <laughs> so like doing like courses or programs or... yeah there's there's a there's a word for it i think it's kind of like latin-ish there's a, ah. ter there's a term for yeah. Oh, but if it's anyway, Latin, I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I was looking through it and then I did see geophysics. I was like, oh, that sounds geo enough, you know. So I'm gonna do I'm just I'm just gonna major in that. And then when I yeah, when I did that, I didn't realize it was just like physics. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> there, physics. Was, there was nothing <laughs> geology about it. I had I had two earth science papers and that was it. The rest of my papers were like physics and maths and and then before I realized that I was already too deep into the <laughs> to the the majors, so I just yeah I just stuck with it and yeah I mean on the plus side I kind of had developed you know my strong mathematical background I would say which would be useful yeah. now you know being in the data space yeah right? and how about you what did you say because you did math say did you I did math voluntarily oh voluntarily. <laughs> Uh, I didn't so you enjoyed be, maths yeah, in high school? I think I, I, I definitely enjoyed maths. Mm. Uh, it, it was definitely one of my favorite subjects. But back then, like, because I grew up wanting to be a football player. Right. So, I mean, it, it, like looking back now, it, I had like a close to 0% chance of <laughs> making it because I wasn't that good. But, but do I, you play like as a hobby like every now and again like these days i hardly ever play now right but back then i played every day oh I yeah tried to play every day even if it was raining i'll be out there yeah. um so i took it really seriously and i loved i loved playing it so i went like let me try it let me try it so back then i didn't think about study back then to me studying was something that basically sees get degrees yeah minimum yeah. <laughs> effort as long as i pass yeah so that was me during the high school but um so my favorite subjects were not really about the subjects it was about the people that are in the you know how many yeah. friends do i have in those subjects yeah and calculus happened to be one of those right. classes that i had a lot of friends there 
And yeah, so that I I remember really enjoying that class. Uh, going into uni, I was still like, oh, I mean, I enjoy maths. I guess I will take that as mm. as a major. I'm like moderately good at it. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I think I kind of lucked out because I kind kind of like fell in love with it the mm. first year, and I was like, okay, I want to study as much as possible. Um, but I do think about uh, like. I mean, this is me now having more interest. Uh, it would have been cool to take comsci, see what that's like, mm. and uh, I think that's the main thing. I I, I want to see. I wonder if I would have enjoyed comsci. I think I would have too. Mm. There is a YouTube channel because uh, Harvard posts their their lectures for free on YouTube. Yeah, and there's this um, there's this guy who teaches computer science, and it, it's he teaches. This is paper. I can't remember the name. I think it's CS50. Mm. And essentially, this is like, I think it's 10 lectures. I can't remember. But last time I checked was 10. And essentially, it's like the lectures from Harvard. And yeah, I, it's if you're interested in, yeah, in kind of like learning in an academic space, that's, yeah, I would suggest going there because it's, it's YouTube, it's free. And also, the guy is really good at explaining things. And I don't know, I just, it just makes you appreciate because you know we work at data and uh, we're very close to the computer, you know the computer systems and stuff like that. It, yeah, it's really interesting to, yeah, to learn. So if you, yeah, I'd recommend checking, checking, checking that out, and yeah, CS fifty, um, Harvard, YouTube. So yeah. if anyone out there wants to, oh, <laughs> wants yeah, to check computer you, science, that's the that's the thing these days. Eh? It's like so many free resources. Mm. I feel like. When are we gonna get to a point we don't even need uni anymore? Yeah, yeah. We that's have true. Udemy, Coursera. I feel like those could easily, because mm. especially with the data things that we do, because um, I don't really apply any of the things that I've learned at uni at the data, mm. like, like yeah. where I am now. Um, and I think a lot of skills, you know, you could pick it up by doing like online courses and yeah. stuff. You know. Yeah, especially for data, it's really more, I feel like it's really more experience, really more building your portfolio, I feel like, if you're doing projects. Yeah. Because you got to be, you know, doing practical stuff if you want to get into data. Because um, I guess it's true for most jobs, you know, like if you want to be a software, you know, developer, you got to build your portfolio and develop your, you know, develop projects and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah. I think yeah, for us it's really interesting because um, data, especially now, is like emerge. You know, like it's um, it's one of those hottest <laughs> like <laughs> field. Yes, they sir. say yeah. So, so yeah. So um, I would yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot out there. So even like I, I mean, I've done Coursera and stuff like that. But even YouTube, to be honest, YouTube has Hell so yeah. many free stuff. Like follow along a tutorial of you know this like you know there's like a few projects on YouTube that you can follow along. And even just Google, Googling stuff. And even now with ChatGPT, you know, True. you can yeah, you can do so much, so much things if, yeah, if you're curious enough, you know, if you just go for it and you'll, you'll usually find whatever you're looking for out there. Yeah. Do you enjoy learning? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I think you do. Yeah. I think, I almost think you are uh, in a positive way. You're almost obsessed with it. <laughs> I yeah, I think yeah, I'm definitely yeah. I think that's a good um 
description of me i would say <laughs> i yeah. would say yeah even even so to the point that sometimes i feel burnt out of just like you know like i i work nine to five and then you go home and then you you know you you, you still use your brain exactly. and and also because like i go to the gym as well so sometimes i have like i stay too late at night you know trying yeah. to fit in so many things to my day so but yeah, but the thing is like I guess it's just me as a person. Like if I if I do things or find things that interest me, I really try to make it a point to to learn it as much as possible and cuz cuz for me like I said earlier, you know, I have many interests and I I haven't really found that like one, you know, it's like strong passion like for myself. So I'm really making myself available out there trying to discover new things and you know and i love being in the data field but you know if at some point someday i you know i pivot to something else then you know i'm i'm all for it i'm i'm open <laughs> i'm open for new new stuff do you think there's a uh, one thing out there for you that's gonna get you hooked and you're like okay i don't really care about all these other things i just want to focus on this yeah i think i think so but the thing is like it's very different from person to person and yeah it's it sounds very cliche but like you know i in my i have this belief that you know like passion really you don't really find your passion it's you create your passion you know whatever you do it's whatever job you're in it's it's about making the most of it and enjoying it you know it's like creating that um positive kind of like environment for yourself but which which is what I kind of do with all the things that I you know that I'm pursuing. I try to make it as enjoyable as possible. I try to I try to learn new things because there's this guy who um he's a maths teacher. I forgot his name, but he's pretty popular on YouTube. Mm. He he mentioned something about there's like three things that makes you want to like be a teacher, and then one of those things was um like mastery. And it's kind of like the same thing for, you know, doing the things that you want to do. If, you know, if you're, if you're not, if you're very good at it, you usually strive to be, you know, to master, to master it. So that's kind of like what I'm doing right now with the things that I'm pursuing is as much as possible. If I enjoy it, then I'll, I'll make it, uh, you know, I'll make it, um, I'll go out of my way to actually learn it, do certifications and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's, that's. But that's just me, though. I guess if other people can, you know, will have different, different stuff. But how about you? Like, how's your? Um, how did you get? Maybe let's start with how did you get into data? How did I get into data? Um, so I my background is in math, right? Mm. So I got off university. I did um, uh, after university, I joined an economic research team. It's like a mathematician, statistician, research right. scientist, uh, and from there. I realized, because we started using data there, and yeah. I started realize, man, there's so much things about data that I don't really know about. Because mm. until then, I didn't know about cloud. I've only heard of it, never used it. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know why, why we needed it, you know? Yeah. And all the technologies surrounding the cloud technology. Mm. And I wanted to know more about it. And uh, that's when i joined a data consultancy team mm. and then when i was working with um you guys at the tvnz oh was that your first like um was that your first kind of like 
job into the data science field. Yeah, because it was you guys, the TVNZ were my first client right at working yeah. at the data consultancy team and i was like well this is really fun and there is uh and i felt like every day i was finding out new things you can set up um data pipeline yeah and you can um even within the data pipeline there are different ways of setting it up different yeah. ways of triggering it uh different you know people write different scripts you yeah know? and yeah. um those things i find that so much fun Mm. Uh, so that that's how I got into data, but um, I think data is is really cool. But I more often I realize that I really like coding. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I feel like I'm the happiest when I code. Yeah, like at, at least within a job. Yeah, and this is this there's this gratification once you know when your code runs and you get to <laughs> when it does the things you like you want you want it to do. And yeah, I think that's for me as well. Cause like, you know, SQL and like Python, especially with Python, if you, yeah. Cause sometimes I use Python to like run <laughs> random stuff <laughs> at, at work. That's not even related to data, but yeah, it's really, um, I don't know. It's like, it, this is feeling that you get when you're, you know, when your code works and you were able to, cause this is, um, aspect of problem solving as well with coding, yes. you know, like you have to. Like, how would you kind of code this? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I find that, uh, yeah, my, one of my happiest times is like, uh, I, I get into a project and then I kind of, you know, find out what we need to do. Hmm. And then they're like, okay, this is what needs to be coded up. And then I can put on headphones, put some music yeah. on or put some podcast on and I can just code that thing. Right. That's like when I'm like, oh yeah, like, Yes, I can do that. I can do that. It's not a job. It's I I I can do this for fun. Yeah. Ah, interesting. So in so with coding, I guess for now it's specific to to data and stuff. Have you ever like thought of doing coding outside, like I don't know, like developing an app or or something? Yeah, man. Actually, like I wanted to talk to you about that. Oh yeah. I mean, who who better talk to you about those kind of things than you? Because per, for me personally, um, wait. I'm I'm just gonna check if it's too dark on the camera. Okay. I'm gonna turn the lights on if it is. Yeah. Go for it. Suddenly it just started pouring. Okay, I don't know if that makes much difference, but there it is. We're back, folks. We're it's a more better, break. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with coding, uh at the end of last year, mm -hmm. I got into, yeah, speaking of ASMR, I was watching YouTube. I came across this thing called ASMR programming. Oh. It's like a whole new subset of YouTube that I didn't yeah. know about. So <laughs> it's really it, interesting. <laughs> and it mainly is based on like the ASMR aspect of like typing noise. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some keyboard sound amazing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So they, there's this, this guy, uh, survey. I'm gonna, you know, um, mess up the pronunciation, but there's this Turkish guy, I believe, either Turkish or Iranian, uh, Survey Gona Roglu. So there's this mm. YouTube channel, and he has like nice uh, keyboard. Yeah. And he types it on that keyboard, and he so um, one screen is like him typing, and another screen is what he's programming. Right. So he, I think he's a computer science 
student at the uni- university somewhere. Right. And then he codes up, like he does web dev. I think he, the main thing is his, he does web dev and a little mm-hmm. bit of game dev as well. Um, so when I saw that, I'm like, I want to do that. Right. So I got into web dev a little bit. So CSS, HTML. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Uh, but I got to a stage, I'm like, okay, I, I like doing it. But I don't love it enough. There's no goal, mm, you know. Yeah. So um, there was, yeah. So there, there was my journey, and that's as far as it as it went. And yeah. we talked about it before briefly too. That I like watching other like game dev, yeah, um, yeah, other people like develop games and stuff on YouTube, mm. uh, game devlogs. That those things are cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely different. Um, like web web dev and game dev. Because those are like long, long-term projects, yes. unlike data science projects, where you know, it's it's quite it's relatively short-term. But for when you're developing, when you're creating a website, let's say, that takes a long time to yeah. <laughs> to make. There's a lot of stuff you need to. So if yeah, if yeah, if if you're really interested in in it, then obviously that's you know that's fine. You you'd, you'd enjoy the the long, the long process of of doing that. But yeah, but it's, it's, I guess there are like stuff that you can, you know, do that are quite short term, like maybe making simple like apps. Mm. You can even make Python, you know, Python apps that are, you know, quite simple and, and small. And yeah, those are just really start with like your own life. You know, what in your life would you want to like automate, you know, especially with Python it's very good at automating like things, right? Like with any coding, really, but yeah. So, I don't know. It could be creating a simple app to track your own. I don't know progress at the gym. There's a lot of like apps out there, but it's like if you yeah, if you make your own, it's it's a it's quite a fulfilling thing to to do. I tried to make to make one at some point. Um, yeah, I, I was I was learning some app development on on Android. Mm-hmm. So Android is well because i'm an android user and but because also android is very easy to 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 make apps for as opposed to compared to ios because ios is a lot of like stuff going on and it's just more expensive to be honest to even to publish your your app on is it app store which one's which is it app store play store app store sounds right yeah app store yeah, yeah i think you have to pay a decent you know you have to pay some some amount to be to publish your your app or your game but for android you i think you only pay 25 dollars like one time fee and that's it i think for ios it's like oh i can't remember like 100 bucks a year like a year (laughs) not even like one time (laughs) yeah so i mean i don't have any published app out there yet but i did yeah i did have one just on my local phone because yeah so so i could try it and see how how it goes yeah it's 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 a it's an interesting process especially if you start with something small like really small that you can create in in i don't know in a week then yeah it could be i don't know it could be making your own calendar or stuff like that or making your own i don't know calculator or currency converter yeah (laughs) yeah stuff yeah start with those things because those are really interesting because even though they're simple sometimes there's a little bit of complexity ish you know like with the you you still need to put on your like problem solving like like hat on and yeah 
I would I would recommend doing stuff like that. So for game dev, have you started anything or just like watching stuff? Just watching. Um, so I listen to stuff when I go to bed at night. Right. And uh, yeah, we talked about it before. Dev Duck. Oh yeah. yeah Dev yeah, Duck yeah. is like my favorite game dev channel, and I l- like listening to his videos when I right. go to sleep. Yeah. It's relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. No game game development is really yeah. It's it's another you know game out it's another field out there oh, a huge field out there <laughs> and and usually see yeah i i would say probably out of all the coding stuff i would probably put game dev as the hardest not in terms of like doability but because like it requires a larger team i would say because unless you're that multi-talented person who's very good at designing and art and you know coding you can do everything then yeah and then it it really works for you but for me because you know like i said earlier i don't really have much creative (laughs) like i don't have drawing like art like visual art kind of like creative skills you're more of a written person yeah so so yeah so i don't really have that but i do enjoy because because i love games and sometimes you have these ideas like oh i want to make this kind of like game that's not available out there and yeah so i just i'm full of ideas and i just want to make them i want to materialize them into into a game but i think my biggest challenge really is like that the art design part is like i agree yeah a lot of these indie games like pixel arts Mm, yeah have you tried that yeah i i think yeah pixel art definitely is like probably the easiest you know the in terms of art design but for most most stuff really it's a conscious like decision that because sometimes pixel art like really works with with games and it really adds in nostalgia as well for a lot of people yeah especially because a lot of the games like the small kind of like rpg or tactic games a lot of it is really nostalgia for most people Mm -hmm. and you know back then games are like pixelated and stuff like that so yeah but yeah um i thankfully i do have you know some friends who are <laughs> who are quite gifted in the design area so i'm trying to like yeah get you know get one to yeah to join me as i because i'm currently thinking of making a game and but yeah i just need to sort that out the, the art design part to get someone on board <laughs> yeah and there's a whole side of sound design too yeah 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 that's when i'm like those kind of things I find cool when other people are into it, other people do it. Mm. But I don't think... Well, another thing is I don't really play games. Right, so it, yeah. I don't really feel authentic pursuing a game dev because mm. I don't know what, what I would find fun. I don't know what... Um, I think that's the main thing. Well, I don't know what I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I find it cool when... For example, like there's this dev bug dev duck video where he uh developed a game over a weekend or maybe it's over one week or something Mm, yeah and i think that's really cool it's a super simple game right uh but to be able to like get to that level and you can do something like that it's a Mm. simple game and he released it and i think he earned like 20 dollars or something Um, so not it's not (laughs) Not too bad for a weekend game that 20 bucks that's already a lot a lot of games don't really earn much don't earn much don't earn anything the 20 bucks that's a big thing yeah Yeah. i wouldn't mind that at all and uh especially when you're having fun making that and you make a video like youtube video out of that yeah that would be really fun but yeah, I feel like um, it, I think it's important to do something that 
to me at least like something that's authentic to me yeah like i'm not a gamer mm. like what about you do you do you game much or not not anymore really mm. but uh, when i was a bit younger yeah i, I do play it a lot but uh, i guess even though i don't play as much anymore i still kind of like enjoy like the art of like you know game making and stuff like that and and sometimes you just you know you have a lot of like ideas in your head you kind of want to just want to make them and yeah and but yeah if if you're you know if you're not into gaming that much there's all there's still a lot of like coding stuff out there you know there's a lot of like online coding competitions that you could you could you know you could join and you should yeah there's a lot out there and usually they have this like problem set that you have to go through and like you have to create like you know a solution for it and they have pretty good prices honestly if you win uh, if you win those competitions they have pretty good like solid like <laughs> prize money so yeah so i'd recommend checking those like online coding competitions if you're just into that coding you know space you yeah know? I, I was looking at uh kaggle oh yeah yeah because yeah. they have like competitions and prizes right yeah yeah um and but then that's when i realized um hey maybe i don't like data that much because <laughs> i was reading through it yeah because you know how they also have like a free ones yeah, yeah like the yeah. titanic one for example is like a famous example of right yeah, yeah um and then there were people like discussing what they did and looking at people what yeah. other people did and like kind of critiquing that and stuff yeah that's when i realized i think I thought I liked data. I thought I liked coding. Yeah. And I think I do, but not as much as these people <laughs> right here. Yeah, especially you'd see people, they're really like passionate. Also, but they're really like knowledgeable about yeah. the field. Like, you know, you'd think that you're very good at coding. You're good at Python. But then you see other people like, oh, wow. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know Python. I was like, yeah, no, I see that. I think, yeah. I think that really comes into as well, in like, you know, with real world examples, like at work, like imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Mm. You know, I feel like sometimes we feel that we're not very good at <laughs> things when, when we when we see or hear people that are doing much better than us. But yeah, but really, that's why kind of like my motivation for like doing a lot of, you know, like going on a learning like path for, for the things that I do is really to master as much as possible. But re- finding that balance is the hard part because I don't want to burn out myself and yeah. I don't want to pursue so many things. I just really want to go into the thing, go deep into the things that I just truly enjoy because, you know, you'll just really, you'll just stress yourself or burn. <laughs> you'll lead to burnout if you, yeah, if you do so many things at, at once. Yeah, you got to find those. You got to, what's the word for it in data science? dimensionality reduction (laughs) (laughs) you have to (laughs) you have to reduce you know that's the tough part though right when you have so many interests yeah you enjoy app dev you enjoy Mm. game dev you enjoy like uh like data related coding Mm. yeah i don't know how you could narrow down to few that you could master because you're not gonna master all of it no yeah, it's yeah, that's the hard part cuz like I think for me it's really about going down that learning path but also at the same time trying to discover if I truly enjoy doing it cuz cuz most of the times you don't find out that you enjoy it unless you you know you go for it and you do more of it mm. like let's say for game dev I won't really know that I enjoy it unless I really do it i i do stuff i do projects and things like that and i think for me it's 
yeah, I say trying to master stuff, but really for me, it's really trying to discover if I truly enjoy it. And if I do, then I'll continue with it. And so far, I haven't, yeah, I haven't really found that um, <laughs> that one, yeah, one field that I super, super enjoy that I'm like sticking with. Yeah. At the moment, I'm like pretty low key at the moment right now. I've like stopped kind of like all, all learning for for a few weeks because i've just you know i'm with with work even you know there's still a lot of stuff to to learn at work with the the data science yeah. i mean the data field sure. and yeah so right now i'm just like taking it easy especially i'm going korea in three weeks time so i'm like <laughs> priming my you know my head trying to relax a little bit yeah what do you do when you relax Oh, good question. <laughs> TV shows, yeah. Okay. Uh, mostly TV shows. Um, I Movies. I used to read books, but not as much anymore. And it's... Because I feel like for books, it's more of an active... Um, it's It requires more mental activity than, you know, watching a TV show. Because with books, you're reading stuff. And you're using your imagination to picture things that are happening. But for TV shows, you're just there absorbing what's being shown to you. You know what I mean? Like for TV shows or movies, you're sitting there and you don't have to imagine the scene because it's already imagined for you. So yeah. So yeah, that I, I work out. I think working out is pretty relaxing. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah, for people out there, I don't recommend yeah, overdoing oh, <laughs> overdoing things. Yeah, it's definitely good to learn, but you know, you have to know your your limits and you 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 have to prioritize your mental health as well. It's good to, you know, to um especially we're in a generation of like, you know, grinding, grinding and like climbing the ladder and stuff like that. That's that's good and stuff, but um you still have to yeah, prioritize your mental health, your social life, and finding that work-life balance. And you know, I I do learning, learning new things because I enjoy them. Mm. And and you should yeah, you should pursue the stuff that you enjoy. But you gotta yeah, strike a balance, yeah, between all those things. Yeah, absolutely. Like one time, I think when I was just started getting into YouTube and making YouTube videos, mm. because. And I think it's uh it's good and bad, but um because we could work from home in my last job. Yeah. I remember I would uh before I start working at like eight thirty or nine, I'll put in two hours on the video. Right. And then so I would like get up early and then work nine to five and then straight away back to the video. Right. And then go to the gym, come back and back to the video. Mm. So it was like either I do anything that's essential to survive yeah or i was working on the video and yeah I, and like a week like week went by um two weeks went by a month went by like i remember i was really on edge like, right. like i remember like, i didn't really like get into arguments or anything but i remember talking to other people i was like man i'm i feel really like um like agitated right and then and I realized, oh, I think it's because I haven't been sleeping well. I haven't been taking mm. any breaks and stuff. I started sleeping more. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, oh, I feel so much nicer. I feel so much kinder to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't sleep on sleeping. <laughs> don't sleep on sleeping, baby. It's, it's so yeah. important. That. Yeah. Especially, yeah. For mental health, like physical health. Yeah. Sleeping is like the best kind of like 
Yeah. Even for like proper eating, you know, like your diet is like real, really the most important stuff out there. You, know, you, you can work out, you know, but diet is like what, you know, is the main factor that affects how, you know, how the quality of your life. Yeah. So important. How, how would you, because you joined um, TVNZ, uh, you, but you didn't join as a data analyst. No, yeah, I it was my job straight out of uni, so it's my first like real world job. <laughs> so um, yeah, so after uni, I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do really. So I I applied for all the jobs out there. <laughs> oh, like yeah, it, even if it wasn't. Oh, by the way, help yourself to the ah like, yes. Oh, or, do you have any preference to dragon fruit or mixed berries? Oh no, mixed berry sounds sounds oh, good to cool, me. Cool. It's another ASMR break for, <laughs> from our sponsor. From our sponsor, but glass soon to my... be soon to be soon sponsor. To be. Yeah, come on, uh, <laughs> come on. I think Fifty Cent owns uh, owns part of this. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so how do you say Glasso? I Glasso? I've been saying Glasso, but if I'm wrong, well, contact maybe that's me. why they haven't contacted me. <laughs> yeah, is it gla- Glacial? <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, so did you apply for even the ones that were not related to your degree? Yeah, um, yeah. so although most, most of the jobs I applied for are related, yeah. so I applied for marketing jobs, for I even applied for a geologist role, and I did, yeah, when TVNs had offered me the job, I had two other offers at the time, and one of it was a engineering geologist, and the other one was... Um, in, in digital marketing so I think for me at that point I really had to assess which one had you know better growth for me like mm. in, in in the long term which one would offer me more and if I do if I went into a geology kind of like field that's gonna be me for a very very long time you know I, I can't switch industry that you know that much as opposed to if i did business related jobs i could switch industries if i wanted and there's a lot of jobs out there that are business related so my first job at tvnz was part of the um insights team Mm. and it was really more commercial um focused so there was we we used um data but not in a kind of like technical um um like manner it's it's really just helping uh the sales and the commercial team the marketing department to you know to use data to you know usually usually will will craft some insights and stuff like that to help with um trade collaterals so there will be comms going out to the market and usually they'll say oh tvnz performed this well you know we attracted this many people and stuff like that but it's like very basic use of data but it's really more focused on the insights on the on why why is this number important to you know advertisers to agencies and yeah so and but we did work a lot i did work um a lot with the people in the analytics team because sometimes we would require some advanced like analysis and that's where we go for them because um they're the ones doing the the coding the sql and the the python and the stuff like that so we would go to them if we require anything you know more advanced and then 
I, I, yeah, you know, I just found it like fascinating what they do, and yeah. and usually, usually they're very busy as well, and sometimes they come to us very, <laughs> like very late with our <laughs> requests. So, I don't know. Like I, I took it upon myself to like learn SQL. Like SQL was was the first thing I I learned, and yeah, I, I, I and then I kind of just like fell in love with it. It's like yeah. the, the, it's like you know that problem solving aspect of it of of SQL and you know coding things too and trying to work out how to code stuff so that it spits out something that you're after you know like they give you you know a problem like like i don't know like a salesperson comes to you saying hey um we want to know like how many new signups went on to watch this show and this show at this time you know and so it's it's co- putting that into code and that was you know i find it really fascinating so i just kept learning it and then i i also learned like data visualization tools like power bi and tableau because because they used it as well and i just i just wanted to um what's the word yeah i just wanted to learn it as well because so the insights team um at deviant said we also we we use tableau so tableau for those who don't know it's a like a visualization tool like power bi but at tvn said we mostly use it for ex- exploratory analysis so power bi we use it as a dashboarding tool so to create dashboards for the business so it's like standard business reports but for tableau it's kind of like it, it can also be used for dashboarding but we mostly use it for exploration it's kind of like a sql alternative so if you don't know how to code mm. it has a lot of like drag and drop functionality See. and it al- allows you to manipulate the data like the data 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 potato, <laughs> potato. <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i say i i'm used to more I used, i'm used to saying data because i grew up in the philippines but right. moving here a lot data, of people say data. a lot of people say data so i'm What's like more correct uh, i don't know both are correct right? yeah. <laughs> depending on where you are i guess i guess if you're in america you'd say data, data no but um i i find it i interchange <laughs> i interchange <laughs> a lot, quite a lot um yeah so it's really me yeah learning learning those tools so i could do more in my job because i felt restricted in what i do in the as part of the insights team i, I feel like i could be doing more i could be offering more mm. but i just didn't have the capabilities like the technical skill set to to be able to do that so you know i i took it upon myself to teach myself sql and like master tableau and also learn some python and that's kind of how i got transitioned to the analytics team because um at there was um some point the last year our data analyst went on a long leave and we needed someone to cover for you know for her so i i, I put myself my yeah. hand my my hand up and then i was like hey i have uh, been learning new stuff and and even my employers have you know have seen that i've been gone more technical and i've you know learned new stuff so they've yeah they've they've allowed me to um kind of like fill in for her and then and then now yeah i'm kind of like here now in the i'm part of the analytics team now kind of like more formally yeah that's yeah that's kind of like my my journey i guess into data <laughs> that's really yeah. cool it's not every day you see someone making that transition or mm. you, it's not every day you you see you come across people that wanting to make that transition mm. plus being able to making the transition you know yeah yeah it's definitely yeah if that's why I, I always tell people you know if if you if you like it you know if you enjoy it 
if you think you'll enjoy it, then you you know go for it because you never know you might actually <laughs> that might not that might be for you. So yeah, keep yeah keep exploring and yeah go for it. Yeah. So was SQL your first language, programming language? Yeah. So, um, well, not really. So I think um, C sharp was my first no C python sharp. actually so so before i did into before i went into data i i, I was actually i was actually already kind of like into game dev mm. so i haven't started doing game dev at that point yet but um i always kind of wanted to oh, i want to make my own game and stuff like that and i would have i i would learn some basics like the basics of game development learning c sharp and and some python but I never put that into practice. The only but SQL is the first kind of like coding I really put into practice. Like I, like after learning it, I really, you know, did I even applied it to work and stuff like that. And then from then on, yeah, I went to Python and then uh, you know I applied that to work, and and yeah, now now I'm kind of more more. I've gone more deeper into the game dev side, so I've been putting to practice, you know, my skills in C sharp and in and Python. Um, recently, so for game development, we um, you you can choose to use a game engine if you want, but or, or if not, you can <laughs> you can code everything from scratch. <laughs> game engines yeah. like Unity or yeah. Godot or yeah, yeah. Like so that, yeah. so there are a few game engines there, but the big ones are Unity and Unreal. Um, although Unity is under like fire um yeah. not too long ago because of drama. the yeah <laughs> huge drama so but thankfully i had already made my shift from unity to godot so oh. godot is another kind of like smaller game engine but um yeah so game engine technically yeah like with even with web development you know you can you can make anything from scratch but mm. it's but if it's already out there, like a framework already exists that can simplify <laughs> your work, you know, then you use that because, you know, it's a lot of the times everything is already like, you know, best practice, like mm. standard coding. So make use of that and it'll save you so much time. So that's, that's the same. That's the same idea with game engines. You know, we, we have that to simplify so many things. And yeah, so I was learning Unreal and Unreal, the scripting language for no, not Unreal, sorry, Unity. So the scripting language for Unity is um, C-sharp. So I was learning that. But C-sharp has a high like learning curve mm. if you're a beginner. There's so many, like, the interface is kind of like, it's all right, but it's I just found it really complicated for for a long time while I was like a beginner. But when I moved to Godot, Godot is like really user-friendly. It's that? like, yeah, it's it, it it even, you can even download it in your, on your phone. Like you can have the game engine on your phone. You can make, make a game on your phone. It's like really crazy. I can't even wrap my head around <laughs> the idea of having a game engine within your phone. But yeah, so I'm learning Godot at the moment. And I'm, I'm moving from C Sharp to GD Script. So GD Script mm. is the scripting language for, um, for Godot. Mm. And... You, you can still use C Sharp, but I just prefer to use GDScript as like native to Godot and you can just do more. Although the downside is GDScript is just solely for, you know, for gaming, whereas C Sharp is like more general universal language that you can use for anything for other than game development. Um, 
No, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying GD script because it's really close to Python. Ah. Like the, the layout is really close to Python, whereas C sharp, it's, it's different. You know, GD script, it's like so much easier, it's especially me now that I have practical skill, like practical experience with Python. It really is so, you know, sure. yeah, it's so easy to, to learn it. So yeah, if I'd recommend, you know, if anyone out there want to get into game development, I would say... Yeah, start with Godot because it's really user-friendly. And GDScript, if you already know Python, it's easy to learn. Like, But if you want to go even like kind of like more basic than that, I would recommend using Scratch. Scratch is this like, yeah. yeah. Have you have you heard of that? Uh, no, I haven't heard of so that. So like Scratch is like, um, it's for kids, I think. Yeah, it's made for kids. And essentially, it's like, you're, it's a game development um website where it's kind of like drag and drop mm. and you it's like kind of building puzzles so like you know like the if else statements right. have like are in a puzzle piece and you have to like match the piece and if it doesn't match then the the code doesn't um then they're not meant to be together like if and else are meant to be together so they their puzzle piece will fit together if you drag them together i see yeah so it's it's really interesting it's like it's it's for yeah it's made for kids to learn coding so if you if you want to yeah, get into game dev i would highly recommend checking out scratch and making a game out of that because it's you don't have to know coding you just have to yeah have to know how to <laughs> make the puzzles like the puzzles like connect to each other <laughs> yeah it's really interesting i'd recommend it so coming from C sharp, uh, SQL would have been easier, right? Did you find it easier to pick pick it up? Yeah, I found SQL really, because um, I mean, yeah, SQL was very, I mean, compared to, you know, other languages, SQL is like very kind of like, it's readable, it's readable, readable yeah. language, you know, and it's had, it has a um, basic like format, you know, layout. Yeah. And it doesn't really... And there's only, compared to languages, it has a f only a few kind of like components, really. So yeah. it's really just p it's purely for, you know, database, mm -hmm. you know, talking to database. So it has very simple, um, like, what's the word? Like grammar, you know. And But compared to C Sharp, because C Sharp is like used for everything. And it's, yeah, you have to learn so many things, like so many concepts, like... Um, like inheritance and things like that. That's yeah, and because C sharp is like, because Py you know compared to Python, Python is like very English kind of like close to in the English language. It's very readable. C sharp is like kind of those more technical looking <laughs> languages yeah. out there. You know, like <laughs> JavaScript. It's more technical looking. But with for SQL and Python, if you read those codes. If you don't have any background, you could probably make out what it means, what yeah. the code means, because it's very like, you know, re like close to natural languages. Yeah. 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 C sharp to SQL. How did you find the motivation? Because you're, you know, before you were saying like you do nine to five, and at that point you didn't need to learn SQL. Mm. So you basically did it out of like self motivation, right? Yeah. It's it's really that, and also because I wanna I wanna do more at work, and I really wanna apply that at work, because you know, like I said earlier, sometimes there's just 
it's it takes a while for the analytics team to come back to you if you yeah. put on a request and so i really wanted to really streamline that and i want to do more analysis on my own so that's why i i learned sql so that i could yeah i could do more and i could yeah and it really paid off because i even at tv and said that there's a lot of analysis that i've kind of like like novel analysis that I've kind of like set up and yeah put in put into place nice. after learning SQL. So yeah. So yeah, if you yeah, for anyone yeah out there seek I would recommend, you know, SQL learning SQL if you want to get into data. Like SQL and Excel, the MS Excel, yeah, I'd recommend yeah, learning that. That's your first <laughs> those two tools, that's, that's your yeah, that's your um kind of like basic tools in into getting getting into data yeah, you yeah. Can't, we can't miss out excel yeah there's something that i'm not used to and uh yeah i don't know i'm lucky that i haven't got used to that <laughs> you know i haven't had yeah. used to that <laughs> yeah so because do you use um when you work in the um you said you were part of a research um yeah research economic research yeah. team yeah did you use excel a lot or not really there's a bit of excel uh but i was mainly there as um like a capability outside excel right until i arrived excel was like the main mm. model um, where the the main models were built in so yeah. i went there to build to bring in some like python capabilities and R right. capabilities and and mm. things like that so uh i used to kind of um i knew enough to like know what's going on right. but yeah i didn't really need to co code it on excel <laughs> or anything yeah no um yeah excel really is helpful not just in data a lot of the jobs out there especially in finance mm, yeah use excel a lot and i think you can really yeah if, if excel is like a big part of your job it's really helpful if you could master it because like it can automate so many things i see a lot of people doing stuff on excel and they could be doing it much faster if they just knew how to how to do it a certain way. Yeah, yeah, like the certain shortcuts and certain like streamlined like processes and like yeah, putting things in place. So yeah, definitely if you yeah if you wanna if you wanna be a data analyst or some sort of like insights analyst, then I I would definitely recommend Excel as your first kind of like yeah tool to know you don't have to master it but know the, the you know the basics and how to you know how it works and even how to write some you know formulas because excel can ha can have it has some pretty good like form like functions out there and mm. it's, some of it are like quite complex and i would recommend learning yeah the the relevant ones to to your job and yeah and usually you don't have to know them um by hand but it's really if you're you know putting that googling stuff you know it's as long as you know what to search for and it's out there you know you'll you don't have to memorize it you just have you just have to keep asking always be in google that's my recommendation always be in google or youtube and yeah ask ask away even chat gpt now you know you can ask stuff there like if you're looking for something like a function to yeah. do some something just ask away and then they'll you know you'll 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 have it so it's just you have to put yourself out there you have to look for the stuff out there you do yeah that's the that's the best way to learn the you you've you've worked with brett right mm. brett Manry. he's uh he's an expert in excel oh is he yeah he's one yeah. of those that he doesn't need to touch the mouse 
Right. He can yeah. do everything. He knows the shortcuts. Yeah. He can do everything on the the keyboard. I and I see this Excel competitions out there where <laughs> you don't have a mouse, it's just keyboards. Just the itself. keyboard. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's him. What was the? What was your schedule like? Like when you are learning things, like say say SQL. Mm. When you're learning SQL, did you have um you know especially with your gymming as well? Yeah. Like, how did you find time? Like, what was your schedule like? Yeah, so some sometimes, usually, like, on the bus, instead of listening to music and stuff, usually yeah. I put on YouTube. And because it takes me, like, half an hour, like, the travel. And half an hour is already enough time to learn something new. That's a long YouTube yeah, yeah. video. Yeah, so y- you, can, you, you can already, like, learn something in that travel. And going back and forth, that's already an hour of your day so you can learn so many things just from those like idle things that you know because it's a i mean i enjoy listening to music so if i'm like you know like if if it's been a long day then i don't learn you know i'm not gonna put on youtube and learn more things i'd be like just relaxing on the bus and but if i have more energy then i I try to put on youtube and search for something and just watch something yeah and sometimes if it's really relevant to the job because i've done that sometimes i would talk to my manager and say hey um can i learn this on you know during work hours because i think it'd be really helpful for for my role and i would be able to do you know i'd be able to contribute more and yeah so you gotta you gotta ask people you know you gotta go to your manager you gotta because if, if you don't ask it you know you, you won't know and uh, thankfully enough like my managers at tv said have been really good so they've really encouraged me to if i you know if i have free time at work it's not too busy busy then i could you know i could dedicate a time of learning so yeah so it's not just outside of work but also within your work hours if you know talk to your manager and yeah make a case for it if you you know if you think it else it's really helpful for the job then yeah, yeah. so that yeah that was kind of like my kind of like my what my day looked like when I was learning SQL. And usually like after the gym, sometimes when I'm like relaxing, just because after the gym, you're pretty tired, you're tired. on the bed. Usually I'll just put on like a 15 minute video watching it. So it's really those small things mm. that really add up because you don't have to, you don't really have to um, dedicate one hour or two hours, like a sit down and just like learning SQL. Yeah. But it's finding those like spots, like windows in throughout your day. That's like little things because they add up like, because yeah, because um, like in a week, that's already like what it, they, they would add up to like maybe yeah. five, six hours of learning. That's so true. that's like, that's already a lot because sometimes a lot of people, if they do a sit down learning it's it's very kind of like reminiscent of university, you know, and a lot of people don't like that, and then they they find out they don't enjoy the learning bit. But it's but for me, I I found some tips of like you know, of like looking for those like spots throughout your day. Like if you're you know if you're not doing anything, if you're idle, you could probably be learning. Like on the bus, for example, you could probably yeah. be watching something. Yeah, like passive learning. Yeah. Is that how you mainly learned? watching videos on youtube yeah i'm mostly a passive learner to be honest if if i'm new to it that's how i learn but once i've kind of become more once i've kind of become more intermediate i'd i'd be more practical about it i'd be doing stuff like doing a project and things like that that's the same with sql at the beginning i was mostly watching it i was mostly watching youtube and there's also pretty good um websites out there like this is 
three W school or something the, the oh, website. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I would just go read read that on um free time, but not really full on like absorbing so many things, but just like reading it, like getting a feel of the of the yeah. material. And then once I've kind of like I have more, I've kind of like gotten a lot of like background. That's when I start actually properly you know learning it like coding coding it because i kind of like treat treat learning as kind of like you you know i'm a kid learning because a lot of the time you know kids when they learn it's like that you don't really get into the deep ends of like of the stuff you're learning you're just like getting things like kind you're like a passive learner when you know when you're a kid when you're a toddler that's true. and then you just kind of like get more into it so that's kind of like how i approach my my stuff and it's it's passive learning is really good as well if you're trying to discover if you enjoy things because you don't want to dedicate it yeah you don't want to dedicate like straight away an hour or two hours of one day like sitting down and then learning stuff and then because that's such a waste of time like one hour two hours that's a long time (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i would recommend yeah watching youtube or reading something on on the internet and yeah and just going on that passive learning like face at the beginning of anything really yeah there's something i've never tried that's really fascinating because i've always been i wonder i wonder if that would work for me too because i've always been more at least i i thought i've always been more of an active learner Mm. so you know how there is that thing called tutorial hell is it i don't know if that's uh, like tutorial is it um, a tutorial trap or yeah it's when you're Tutorial you're loop. doing tutorials so many tutorials yeah, yeah. There's, there's a term for it i can't yeah i can't remember yeah, now as well. there's like a catchy <laughs> term for it but so you, i think that the main idea is that you do you do a tutorial mm. but you end up just doing tutorials and never kind of making it outside yeah. that right i have the opposite thing i can't wait to just get my hands dirty straight away mm. but i wonder i'm i want I, I wonder if neither of them is not good and somewhere yeah. in the middle is better and most efficient in terms of learning mm. and i could i i, I really i want to try that i want to do a yeah. bit more passive learning because you're kind of doing that now as well right like with game dev i mean you're that's kind true. of doing podcasts and stuff that's kind of like you know a form of passive learning and yeah i would yeah recommend doing it i mean obviously it's different for you know different people mm. but if you know you, you gotta try different stuff to find exactly. what what works best for you because yeah. sometimes i do find that a uh, bit daunting when I have to start a new project because I'm like, oh my god, I'm looking at a blank screen and I need to code C sharp or something, mm. and I'm like, I feel I find it daunting. Yeah, you don't know where to start. I don't know <laughs> where to start, but with passive learning, now that I've you've been, seen the big picture, been you know? seen the big picture, yeah. I know what's possible. I know what people have struggled with. Yeah, I've listened to it in my sleep, literally. Yeah. Um. I feel like they they would help a lot. If, yeah. Although I've never coded C sharp before. Mm. Oh, I, actually, DevDog I think he uses Go Go Godot as well. Oh yeah. 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 So, yeah. G, GD script. So what kind of like what languages are, do you do you know and use? For me, it's mainly like those data languages. Mm-hmm. So SQL, Scala, uh, Python. Right. R, MATLAB. So oh yeah, those are the main things that I know, and I was, so the, those are the ones that I've used kind of day to day at some point in my life, mm-hmm. um, at, at my job. Um, CSS, HTML is something that I picked up 
more recently right. outside the job out of interest. Yeah. And a little bit of JavaScript. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the web dev. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But yeah. that's when I realized that uh, I yeah that's when I realized that I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. For a lot of the stuff I'm learning, I find that I don't really enjoy it as much. It's like web and app development. I because mm. I did some projects with it, and I discovered oh I don't really enjoy this as much as I you know I, I thought I would like, and that's when I kind of like say oh I'll probably stop stop. Um, learning this now because like, you know it doesn't really I don't really enjoy it as much and yeah it's it's about yeah like I said before you know if you know you you have to try things to you find do. you have to, to find out what interests you you know yeah so you gotta yeah gotta put yourself out there yeah because yeah. when I first watched that survey gonna roglu his video mm. I was like man like I love coding and yeah. he what he does looks really fun yeah i want to do this like um you know like i that's something i i was sure that that's something i wanted to pursue yeah i tried a couple of times and i'm like oh this is fun but it's it's not for me it's not for me that's when i started um like interviewing people mm. that's why i'm like oh like i this is not fun but i want to s- listen what like i want to listen to other people's experiences yeah because those because I started doing the ASMR programming, I got into that like YouTube community of ASMR programming. Right. Yeah. So I, I got to know a couple of other people and I'm like, oh, I wonder like what motivates them to do it. Like why do, why do they enjoy it and I don't right. enjoy it as much? Um, so I interviewed like a couple of them mm-hmm. and then I'm like, whoa, like I, it, it was really fun. Yeah. And so I'm like, let me try get it, get in get into the interviewing people yeah i guess i'm doing that in the form of podcast now um so this is something that i yeah that kind of i found most fun so far and i guess because of that i've been sticking to it nice yeah Yeah. so when did you start your your podcast so my podcast i started on the 23rd of may this year oh yeah yeah so it's been about pretty early then yeah pretty early stages then Yeah, yeah it's still early stages so very very recent um and then on youtube when i was doing the interview series yeah so there was like maybe end of last year um, right but yeah so um and then i i knew since then i end of last since end of last year i knew i wanted to start a podcast right but i didn't know what it was going to be about yeah so i had i didn't know like i had no idea, like do i want it to be like a data theme yeah um because my first guest was like, a, she was like starting a startup. I was mm. like, do I want it to be about startup? Do I just want to interview? Like, what, what's my niche, basically? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at, at, in the end, I couldn't find the niche. So I'm like, okay, like, let me just, uh, like, what do I like? Yeah. I like listening to Joe Rogan. I like listening to like different people. Right. So yeah. that's what I kind of went with nice yeah yeah so that's that's kind of my journey yeah yeah i've seen a, a few of your podcasts yeah good job on yeah you're doing i think you're doing pretty well thank yeah. you thank you it's a lot of fun but i think like you said uh you have to have fun eh? mm, yeah because at yeah yeah i think at the end of the day time i feel like it's your greatest kind of like um what's the word it's really more important than money you know like time is your kind of like num- you know number one like 
you know wealth or something yeah that's <laughs> so, 100%. so you gotta make yeah you gotta make um your time work for you you gotta make sure you're utilizing it very well because yeah because otherwise you're just gonna be wasting time to be honest you're absolutely sp- yeah absolutely there, there was one of my ideas for a podcast because i was like thinking oh man uh you <coughs> time is so limited so valuable mm. so actually when you decide to do something mm. it's uh whether whether we kind of consciously realize it or not i always see it as quite a bit of a com- like an investment yeah because yeah. you're like okay this limited time let me spend next two hours doing podcasting or yeah. watching tv um you know, I don't think either of them is inherently bad or good, mm. but it's you are making an investment, right? Yeah. yeah. So I thought, um, yeah, I thought I thought about that. Like, what makes people, um, you know, like there are people that loves cricket. Yeah. Playing cricket. Yeah. I, I've never played cricket in my life, yeah. and I don't intend to do that. You <laughs> know, it doesn't look too fun for me. Yeah. But there are people that make different decisions. There are pe- there will be people that yeah. would never want to do podcasting. Mm. That's yeah. I, I just found it super interesting how like people make different decisions like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if it you know if you enjoy it, as long as it's not harmful to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy doing stuff, then yeah, go do it. Because you know, like life is pretty short. You know. Like, I know it's cliche, but life is, yeah, especially with time always sticking. Mm. And yeah, majority of your time as well is spent working. So you got to make the most out of the remaining hours you have, you know, the rest in during the rest of the day. So, yeah. Absolutely. How does writing fit into your future, John? Um, well, I haven't written <laughs> <laughs> stuff in a long, long time. Um. I think for me, because I'm pretty much an ideas person. Mm. I just have like so many ideas about so many things. And I think that's my biggest um, kind of like challenge with writing. It's like I'm just ideas and then not really materializing it and not really writing stuff. But um, no, I really do enjoy writing. There was this like drama not too long ago with AI replacing writers and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. And writers were... Um, Hollywood would, was like um, protesting. Oh. It's so good. We're back. Another ASMR back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're back to it. Back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, completely blocked out. Um, what was I? You're say? talking about your writing. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was this like drama in um, Hollywood yeah. about. Um, AI replacing writers so writers were like protesting and stuff like that and yeah. also like actors because you know how AI can now make um, like you know can recreate yourself like and so so you know with that there's this argument of you know not really needing actors anymore because like AI can yeah. can create um, actors but yeah but um, there was this um, protest of like actors and like writers and so I think I think oh, I can't remember, but um, I think the actors and the writers like won in the um, in that whole thing. So now this is like I think agreement or legislation about AI. Um, AI, um, you can't use AI to you know to replace like actors and stuff, or like use AI to make the likes of actors because you know that's a main thing. Is like if AI can 
um, create a replica of Brad Pitt, then you don't really need Brad Pitt anymore. But much I think, cheaper, yeah, yeah, probably much faster. Doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so that's one thing I think they kind of like. Um, they were fighting for the writers and the act and the the actors, and also yeah, in AI because you know a- with AI it's really about. Um, because with AI, you know how it works. It's like gathers information, and most of the time, it's like kind of just like reformulating other written work. Mm. So that's one thing. So that, I think that's one of the agreement as well that AI can't kind of like reuse other written work. Because oh, yeah, like, and yeah, so good good for the actors and the writers out there. I mean. Uh, they're still yeah they'll they'll still have you know jobs (laughs) (laughs) like yeah not anytime soon ai won't yeah take over anytime soon do you think so i think i think i won't say ai would take over but i think ai can really help you with your job Mm. i i definitely believe that and i think if you embrace ai and make ethical use of it then it can really serve you really well. It can, you know, save you money, streamline so many things, you know, cut um, so many, like, time of doing something. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that it'll take over, like, replace a full-on job, like, like, maybe in the future but not, you know, not in the next 10 years. I I don't believe. I think there's still a human, like, input that's important you know in 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 doing like especially for writing like writing um any written work or other work like novels and movies there's a certain aspect of like human complexity you know this is like emotion that's really captured by like the uh, you know by people and each like you know each director each writer they have their own individual like you know like approach to things and they apply their own um own kind of like complex like emotional thinking into doing stuff and i don't think ai can capture those things ai can learn from written work but i don't think it can capture the same emotional complexity as humans do when yeah when writing i actually saw this um just this morning i i saw this um short um on youtube about or maybe it was on tiktok it was this um artwork by someone how ai is unable to replicate um the work of this guy and and the reason for that is because the 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 artwork had so many like contrast so many like kind of like decisions into why it it was painted like mm-hmm. that it has a lot of like you know it's kind of like an english class you know there's like some stuff you interpret like you know like some juxtaposition and stuff like that right. and that painting had a lot of that had a lot of like contrast a lot of like meanings and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then ai wasn't able to kind of like um wasn't able to arrive at a certain level of complexity i mean it, it created a, a very good painting yeah but it didn't have that you know that interpretability of um oh this is like contrast of like poor and rich or like light and dark and stuff like that do you think it will only be a matter of time until until maybe chat gpt 20 will be able to replicate (laughs) that complexity 
Yeah, maybe who knows really. With data, it's really hard to, with AI and data, it's really hard to see where we're heading. It's yeah. there's always new things popping up. <laughs> like, in, yeah, so who knows? Maybe it's, it's going to be a different technology in the future. So, yeah. Who knows? Mm. Who knows really? Who knows? There's this guy on YouTube called Two Minute Paper. Have you seen that channel? No, what is that about? That he, he, so he works in a computer vision AI. Mm -hmm. He's like a researcher at a university, I believe. And he makes YouTube videos uh, and his channel is called Two Minute Paper. Right. And he covers mainly, uh, he covers like AI um, related topics, mm -hmm. but mainly with the computer vision. Right. And like uh, an, an example being like a gener generative AI, like Dolly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've seen like Dolly stuff, right? Yeah. 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 And um, the advancement in that and uh like like for example like um meta like the facebook company meta yeah. they have like an open research so he covers like what's going on in that mm. right, on on that front as well as nvidia they do a lot of like like simulations and right. ai learning through simulations yeah. like for example like how does um th this ai learn to walk yeah. You know, how does this solve problems and stuff like that? Um, yeah, so he covers those AI newses like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, super interesting. And from that, from just from that side of things, looking mm -hmm. at his videos, the advancement in that area yeah. is very rapid. Yeah. Like one paper, it looks like, you know, for example, I think one of the things that they have been struggling with on that front is say draw a person or something yeah there are some aspects of the person that's harder to do like fingers yeah or like hair and stuff like that yeah but like one paper down the line it gets a lot better another paper down the line it right. becomes almost perfect yeah so man, looking at that i'm like whoa like it's yeah. just one aspect of ar what's going on in the other, the other yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so i don't know like to me you know I mean, I mean, data is yeah. kind of related to AI, but I don't really do AI modeling, yeah. you know, at that scale mm. right now, at least. So it's kind of Maybe hard to know. Maybe that's your next project. <laughs> could be, it could be. You can, yeah, you can invite me and help. <laughs> Maybe we can work on it together. <laughs> it could be fun. It could be yeah. fun. No, but yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, especially, yeah, with, you know, you know, with the craze right now with ChatGPT, and I understand the craze because it's really like really powerful and really helpful, especially if you're a big learner. You know, you can go to ChatGPT and you can say, hey, I'm learning, I don't know, maybe let's say SQL. Hey, I'm learning SQL, write a study plan. Yeah. You know, like uh, a two month study plan and include links, to, you know, useful links. And then it'll, and ChatGPT will spit you like, you know, an actual plan, like a study plan. And you just have to follow that. You don't have to like go like, you know, like looking for for stuff anymore because like it has it consolidates information for you. And I think if you use it very well, if you know how to use it, it can really serve you, you know, well. But if you're just using, I mean, you can use it for stuff like, oh, give me this, give me that, you know, like code something for me. But if you use it for something that's really helpful to your development, then yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a big supporter of like, you know, of AI and yeah. I wonder, we talked about AI replacing artists and 
potentially taking over their jobs. Mm. I wonder how long after that until they start taking over like programmers. And right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows really? That's yeah. That's an interesting yeah thing to think about. And yeah, to be honest, I'm kind of excited to see how how it unfolds like in the future mm. and <laughs> how you know it's even like with data science and how 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 you know how that field will look like in the future yeah yeah like what's it gonna look like 10 mm, years yeah even five years yeah because you know there's this argument about if chat you know if ai can do it now you know do we really need data analysts and data scientists because the thing is like if if there's ai then maybe subject matter experts can do the the data science part like you know like a marketing person mm. can can do it as opposed to going to a data team or analytics team yeah yeah there's that like argument about it so but yeah it's interesting so we'll see we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens we'll yeah. see what happens maybe we'll be maybe we're in different fields at that point already so yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. so what's um do you want to continue writing like is that is that um, is that something that will be always with you yeah, I think it's always with me, especially, you know, when I'm watching a TV show, watching a movie, I do definitely have an appreciation about the way it's written. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really like one of my favorite, um, well, two of my favorite TV shows like Shit's Creek and Fleabag. I need to write uh, yeah, so Shit's Creek yeah. and Fleabag, they're very well written shows and and yeah, it's just like amazing. Yeah, the way they they like the writers write it, it's just mm. I'm really passionate. You know, I'm really like fascinated uh, about it. It's because like, wow, that's like, especially with you know, like with those kind of form of like entertainment, their their form of like escapism. You know, like for some people, they 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 read a book to you know escape reality and stuff like that. And I, yeah, I'm really grateful for high quality content like that that mm. that's that's really you know like for me it's a form of stress release but also if it's like well written it's a, a it's an added bonus and like yeah i'm like i'm in awe when watching shows yeah shows like that <laughs> <laughs> when you say it's well written shows do you mean the dialogues or do you mean like the whole yeah stories? so the whole yeah the whole story like the dialogue is very very good and even like the story the way it unravels because because when you're a writer especially when you're a screenwriter you're you're not just writing the dialogue you're also writing the scene you're you're setting the scene how it unfolds mm. so it's all about that continuity that flow of the story i mean obviously a lot of it will be um into the the purview of the director of how you know how some certain stuff happens but majority of it how the story goes is pretty much written by the the writer you know the okay. screenwriter not just the dialogue yeah. so yeah this massive part in the mm. making of the shows and yeah the movies yeah so what's your kind of like favorite are you watching anything at the moment? Nah, I'm pretty bad at watching stuff because uh, I can't really commit to like a series. Mm. Um, I I like watching like one-off things, like movies and things like right. that. Do you yeah. have any movie have any movie recommendations? Oh, I haven't seen a movie in a long time. Oh, you're more <laughs> of a serious person. 
Yeah. So I'm yeah, I mostly watch TV show to be honest. Yeah. Movie, can't remember the last one I oh, I wow. watch um Oppenheimer and Barbie. Oh, yeah. how'd you find that? Really interesting. Yeah. I think yeah, I watch Oppenheimer um IMAX and really good movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really like the the visual, the cinematography was amazing and yeah, cuz for me for cuz movies are different you know how so different is a kind of like different um thing to tv show because like movie is like they have to capture everything in that one movie and it's usually very long i find movies very long so that's why i don't watch movies a lot (laughs) but tv shows it's like cut into it's partitioned into like episodes and the episodes are shorter Mm -hmm. so that's why i enjoy tv shows because i have a very short attention like span so if it's a movie usually (laughs) if it's boring i i normally would rate it very low that movie i was like yeah it's not a good movie if i find it boring but oppenheimer was like a long movie but i wasn't you know i didn't get bored at all it was entertaining it was engaging and yeah i think it's yeah it's a really good um biopic i would say and for barbie as well um yeah it wasn't as long as Oppenheimer, but it was yeah love loved it i think yeah the the undertones like the the um, the message i think it was yeah it was very um well received i would say yeah it it delved into some you know some bits of like feminism and and i think yeah it really did a good job at in conveying like important messages and yeah but yeah no movies is like a different thing for me it's like unless it's a really good movie then yeah but um but yeah in terms of recommendation i would recommend oppenheimer and barbie if you haven't if you haven't seen (laughs) seen it there'll be like one person out there in the world yeah it has to be asked john oppenheimer versus barbie which one did you like better oh that's a very good question. <laughs> um, I think personally, just for me, I'd probably go Barbie. Wow. And okay. yeah. And the thing I think for me, this is this is a thing for me, because like I'm a pretty high um I'm a pretty like mentally active person. So most of the times most of the time when I'm watching a show, I really look for relaxing shows. And for me, um, Barbie was a very relaxing movie. It was? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was like a really kind of like, um, it, you know, it was that it offered like escapism and it's just, yeah. For Oppenheimer, it's mm. like, you know, real life and like kind of like serious. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It's like serious like movie about, it was very good nonetheless. But like for me, I, I, I much prefer stuff that helps me like relax and really yeah. like enjoy things without taking it too serious yeah and i think barbie was was like that yeah i see what you mean yeah, which Op- one yeah which one did you prefer i think oppenheimer was what i it's more my preference like the style of movie mm. yeah so i would say i preferred oppenheimer but i definitely get what you mean by like uh relaxing though like yeah. what you preferred because yeah, maybe um, yeah, I think I preferred Oppenheimer and I like the movie better. But what, some of my favorite movies, mm. like I love rom coms. Yeah, especially for that reason because it's <laughs> yeah, it's chill. Like I can watch it. And yeah. However hectic the drama gets, 
yeah. I can just be like, ha, ah, that's funny. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Have you seen that rom-com of this, like, Asian guy and his white girl? Oh, it's, it's, I think it's a Christmas movie. Asian guy, white girl. Is that, like, a recent movie or... <laughs> yeah, it was, like, last Christmas. It was on Netflix. I can't remember, right? I, I, I watched it. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, pretty funny, Do I would say. Do you remember what it's called? I I look into it and then I'll let you know. But I I'm, I'm into the rom com like side of things as well. Oh, they, yeah. it's not it's not coming of age movie, right? Um, because I know a coming no, of age movie that's an Asian guy, white girl. Um, what's the what's it called? Maybe ring a bell. Oh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but the main girl was Haley Stein Haley Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. Very bad at names. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the name of it, but there was there was super good movie. Mm, yeah. There's really definitely good. a lot of like, yeah, like rom coms or even just pure romance. There's like a, quite a few. So Shit's Creek is actually one of those like kind of like dramedy, like drama ish comedy. Okay. Romance type, and then Fleabag is the same kind of like drama ish comedy, mm. but it's more comedy and. Yeah, and if you really want, um, I would re- yeah, I would recommend checking. Yeah, Shit's Creek. It's it's really True. yeah, it's really. I don't know if it's on Netflix or. I yeah. was gonna ask, is it on TVNZ Plus? <laughs> I think it was for a while. I feel like I might have yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, it was for a while, but I don't know now. Right now, I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, but no. When I first watched it, it was it wasn't there, and it was on Netflix. So okay. I yeah, I did watch it from Netflix. But yeah, it's 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 some it's some it's somewhere there, like in one it's of the streaming platforms. <laughs> do you know? Uh, speaking about comedy and comedians, do you know mm. David Carrios? David Carrios? No, no, he's like this famous New Zealand comedian. And I don't know if he was born in New Zealand, but his ethnicity is Filipino. He's oh. like the face of Burger King right now, I think. Right. He's like uh, got kind of like a bowl cut with like round glasses. Oh, maybe I'll check him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a funny guy. He's a right. super funny guy. What's his like type of like comedy? I, I haven't really seen his stand up. Mm. I only know him like there, there's this comedy group or like maybe like a YouTube channel um, called Viva La Dirt League, they're, right? They're like New Zealand, uh, like group of New Zealand comedians, mm. and they make skits on YouTube, right. and they're really big. They're like maybe like a one point five million subscribers on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but surprisingly, for for that bigger audience, surprisingly not that well known in within New Zealand. Right. Yeah. Surprisingly. Oh. Um, and I've seen David carry. Curious or Curious, I've seen him on some of the skits on that, right? And yeah. I found him really funny there. Yeah. And recently, I went to um this comedy improv show on right in, uh, at the basement, um and he he was there as well. And yeah, super funny oh, guy. Maybe I'll, yeah. Is he pure like full Filipino? I'm pretty sure he's full Pil- Filipino. Right. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll yeah I'll check him out. No, I do enjoy watching skits as well. Like yeah. on, on on YouTube, this that's quite a like um this is one what's it called Key and Peel? Key and yeah. Peel is like yeah. the OG. It's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, so good. So yeah, I, I enjoy watching skits, like comedy skits all yeah. the time. Yeah, because they're not too long and they're not yeah. <laughs> <there's>, yeah, <laughs> I yeah I hate yeah watching long stuff to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no comedy skits, engaging, short, you know, and 
to the point. <laughs> Would you write like a uh, stand-up comedy? Oh, uh, to your own stand-up. I I mean, I love comedy, but I don't think I have the you know, because for comedy you have to um be able to actually write comedy. I think for me, I'm not too good at writing comedy. Mm-hmm. I enjoy I enjoy comedy, but in terms of writing it, I don't think I'm very good at writing comedy. When when I write, mostly it's like. Historical or like fantasy and romance. Mm-hmm. Usually, those three topics are the ones I like enjoy writing, and I have I, I say it pretty good at. But yeah, comedy is like, yeah, some some people are gifted with it. Really, comedy it comes it just comes natural to them. But unfortunately, me, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm not. <laughs> just different writing style, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. drama comedy. Yeah, that's why you normally would find writers usually just writing the same kind of like just sticking to either drama or sticking mm-hmm. to murder, sticking to thriller because, you know, that's that's where their strong their strength is. And it's hard it's hard to find a writer that writes all genre, you know. <laughs> Maybe there is someone out there that's like so, you know, super talented that writes all the genres. Yeah. Yeah, but usually a writer sticks to one that he enjoys and he's good at. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. So you are into cuz I I heard um you're into sci-fi sci-fi things too, mm. right? Yeah, I'm a very big yeah, Star Wars Star fan Wars, yeah. and um, Star Trek and a lot of the, yeah, most of the movies I've watched is probably like <laughs> universe, like space related. Uh, what <laughs> about like, like Marvel universe? I, yeah, I quite like Marvel. Although my only gripe with Marvel is like um, the recent movies is really like explosion of like cross universe yes. and stuff like that it's really hard to follow nowadays yeah I, I remember the days where it's like it's only about you know like um the hulk or it's only about um like one one like iron man it's only about him but nowadays it's like so many crossovers and if you if you've missed one movie mm. like you've kind of probably missed some of the the context there it's hard to follow you have to it, it's kind of like you have to have seen all the movies now to make sense of the new ones I mean you can still enjoy the new ones but it's like you're missing so many contexts I feel For like sure yeah and series too because yeah. series they're canon in the Marvel mm. universe too yeah yeah so it's like really hard and there's also animated ones yeah <laughs> so it's like there's so many things out there but yeah if you're a big marvel fan then yeah and if you've seen all of the the movies out there then yeah that's like really you know kudos to you i feel like i <laughs> it would yeah it i just couldn't like there's so many stuff out there nowadays there's yeah. so much stuff i do have a friend um so i yeah i have a friend who's um who's in, really into Marvel. Right. And he, he's, he's like a MCU, you know, like right. connoisseur. Right. Yeah, so he watches all the movies, all the series and yeah. stuff. Have like, you invited him to your podcast to yes. talk about Marvel? He actually, he's actually a podcaster. <laughs> oh, um, is he? Yeah, shout out to Shane Mc... Mc I don't know. I actually don't know his last name, but Shikishane is his uh, his nickname. Right. Uh, he's actually half Filipino. Oh, is half he? Filipino, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so him and his friend... Jack, they've got a podcast called Handy Handy Hippos. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really, because they they are like um comedians. Yeah. And they 
it's like a comedy podcast talking about like pop culture things. Yeah. Focused a lot on the MCU um, projects. Right. And yeah, it's uh, it's a great, great podcast. And yeah, it's, uh, and he says that there are a lot of series and a lot of movies. Mm. And like you said, you know, this movie references like something from this series or something. Yeah. He yeah. said it's a lot to track, but mm. the payoff when you, the payoff you get yeah when you're like oh shit like like that person is or that person or that object is in this movie i yeah. saw that one like this series like two years ago or whatever yeah he says that that payoff is what makes it like worth it <laughs> i can't yeah. see that i i have i'm not a that yeah. big of fan i, I haven't yeah. seen like wandavision and things like that mm. i've seen i've seen one it's pretty good one you like Vision, the one yeah i've seen like the first episode Mm. And a lot of people said they didn't like the first two episodes. Right. But I enjoyed that. Yeah. It like, th- yeah. It, cool. it was like a breath of fresh air even. Like, you know, yeah. it's a very unique take, I would say. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think even for that, it really works. Just, you know, with especially you would notice like learning mathematics is like you really need those like foundation and stuff. You need to go through them because otherwise, if you, you know, a lot of the stuff won't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. And it's very true with maths is like i think a lot of i see a lot of growing up i see i I would say i'm pretty good at maths but i remember growing up i would see friends like struggle and the reason why they struggle is because they don't have that foundational knowledge yeah Yeah. like so you you know you gotta like really learn the the foundations before you go into the other stuff the more advanced stuff yeah i would say that's 100 percent true like because i've tutored math at the uni mm. and often i when i see people struggling yeah uh when i take them through like the little steps yeah it's like simple as like mm. they everyone can get that yeah but um yeah just breaking down to those simple steps was the hardest yeah yeah because yeah i remember when i was in in the philippines i had this like classmate we were um, fourth, third year high school, and she didn't know how to do long division. Mm. We were already third year high school, and yeah. She, yeah, she didn't know long division, and uh, so no wonder she was like struggling with you know exactly. <laughs> algebra because if if those very basic stuff that you you should probably have no- learned in primary, you know, that if you don't know that, then h- how much more like algebra, like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah that's in the deep end. But yeah, that's like that's interesting. Eh? like yeah, I, I think you know education. It's sometimes it's, it's gonna be like that when mm. you teach like a you know like a class of thirty kids. Yeah, the, the one teacher can track you yeah. know so much, right? Yeah. You can't track everyone. So growing up, did you, I mean, you said you kind of like, you did calculus. I, I'm assuming that's in high school. Yeah. Because most of your friends are in there. But did you kind of like enjoy maths before that? Like growing up? I, I don't know if I, yeah, hard to say. I think I enjoy that. Like, I think I enjoy, I think it's kind of like looking back, gives me similar memory as, um programming mm. like i i think i enjoyed the problem solving and stuff yeah but what, what i what i struggle with is um is that my parents for some reason right put a lot of emphasis on maths out of all subjects when, right when i was growing up so typical asian that's typical right like yeah. putting maths because i remember they never 
Maths and English. Yeah. Those two things. Yeah, yeah. Um, like physics, I, they didn't care. Yeah. Chemistry, the... biology, no. Maths. Yeah. You have to do this. Do this uh, worksheet. I'm like, why maths? Like, I remember thinking that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like um, engraved in me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, growing up, yeah, no, I didn't. I don't know if I really like. Oh, this is my subject. Hmm. Yeah, I would say the same for me. So I, I'm not gonna. Say, yeah, I won't say I really loved maths, mm. but I would. I would say compared to the other subjects, I definitely enjoyed it because, for one, it's there's no memorization. You know, compared to biology or yeah, like physics, you have to remember so many things. But for maths, as long as you just understand the like the workings then you know it's that. it's 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 just you working out stuff like you know problem solving like but yeah for a lot of the su other subjects like history it's like oh you have to memorize this yeah. you have to read this so that's why i kind of like enjoyed maths in that aspect of like simplicity and like because i because I, here's, here's the thing i kind of consider myself a pretty lazy person yeah. like i mean i'm i'm pretty good at learning i would say but most of the times i'm really lazy that's why as much as possible when i'm learning or when i'm doing things i try to make sure i'm doing it very like in a short time mm. even with like you know watching i watch tv shows because i'm like i get lazy of like sitting down there for like long time so i try to make as much as possible the things that i do i try them i try to finish them at a short like period of time yeah. <laughs> so with maths it's it's like that you know i didn't have to sit down and read a history book and like memorize the stuff <laughs> and yeah uh, john um let's wrap this up soon but before that i gotta pee really bad I'll be right back. Yeah. How would you like the drink, John? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Not too bad, right? Yeah. Not too bad. It's very light. I would it's say. pretty light, eh? It's not. Yeah, because most of the time, some some drinks are quite sweet. I, I know. Really, yeah. This one's really good. Yeah, that's why I quite like it, and that's um feedback I get from other people that drink it too. Hmm. So yeah. growing up, John, like looking back at when you were younger. Hmm. Um, like how um, like, actually, let me close that toilet door. This is making a lot of noise after. <laughs> <I watched it. laughs> I'm back again. <laughs> Another quick ASMR break. ASMR break. Um, looking back at when you're younger and what you enjoyed and things like that, mm -hmm. how different is it to that and now? Uh, oh, very different. Because like you were saying, yeah. <laughs> you were talking about like learning maths and enjoying that. Yeah, very, very different. I mean, I did say I, I, I don't like the memorization part, but mm. I actually growing up, I actually like history. Like I, at some point while while I was in high school, I kind of wanted to be a history teacher because really? I just found it really fascinating, like old stuff and ancient stuff. I just find it really like fascinating. That's probably mm. in part why I liked geology because geology is heavily like historical as well, okay. like explaining historical stuff and like, you know, the history of earth and, and how, how rocks are formed, how, you know, how you know, the continents and stuff like that. And so, yeah, and I think it's pretty normal for people to go through different interests throughout their, there's this like, um, I don't know if it's true, but 
I think I've I've heard it from somewhere or read it from somewhere that you know your taste buds like change like every seven years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like what you like now in seven years time or something it's probably gonna change and i find it really true because like when i was young i didn't like marshmallows <laughs> and then <laughs> now i, I, I kind of like it yeah i, I quite like enjoy it, it yeah so you, you definitely change your your interest like you know this the food that you like to eat and you know vegetables growing up i didn't like them but vegetables actually really good yeah I, as much as possible i eat vegetables because i just find it really good mm. like not just like you know health-wise but just like the taste of it and stuff like that so yeah so completely different like data is not something i've envisioned myself my younger (laughs) self to be in it's just something i've kind of like fell into i guess and and yeah i guess that's yeah it's the important bit really when you know in it's important um and it's true for most of aspects of life is like yeah go with the flow um enjoy things do things because if you don't do things you're you know you won't discover yourself mm. yeah did you think about because you you've been you've been doing a lot of data analysis mm. did you think about doing like a data science like the, you know building machine learning models yeah so i actually yeah i did actually learn um machine learning and data science i did um, some simple projects but it's not something I enjoyed mm. really because I think it's a it's a natural transition from data analyst to data scientist. I, I know there's a lot of people who do that transition. It's quite natural. For me, I did kind of dabble as well with you know data science with uh, machine learning, and especially with me learning Python, it's like you know it's kind of just like a gradual um, shift to it so i did i did try to learn it and i just didn't find it as you know interesting i feel for me it it just went too much into the weeds of like the technical the technical side of things and for me i enjoy the commercial aspect of my current role and it's a a nice balance between commercial and like the commercial mindset and like technical skills and yeah that's why i never really went into that path but yeah, but definitely um, for for people out there, it's they they do find that data science is like for them. Then yeah, mm. happy yeah happy for yeah happy for them. That's why yeah that's why you always have to like do the things and to you know to discover that if you enjoy it yeah. yeah. You are like a rare species in the data world, though, because a lot of people get fascinated by. It. Everyone's to do machine learning. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, but for me, I just yeah. Because like I said, I'm quite like lazy and stuff like that. And and as much as possible, I mean, I would say I'm pretty good. at I'm a pretty logical person. But most of the time, I don't really want a job that's like mentally taxing. You could definitely be good at, you know, data, being a data scientist. And but for me, like the, you know, it, it requires more mental activity than being a data analyst, mm. you know. I mean, not downgrading data analysts and stuff like that. I think, yeah, they're equally important and they have unique skill sets. But but for me, I just, yeah, I didn't want to transition into that and really drop the stuff that I'm, I enjoy right now, like the commercial aspect of things and the, the business side of things. I didn't really want to drop that because that's something I actually truly enjoy because in addition to doing technical bits, I also enjoy 
you know, like stakeholder management. I do enjoy um, like insights from like commercial um, point of view. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, it's like uh, I think a lot of people would appreciate you being in the data space, you know, yeah. <laughs> like and I think I, yeah, to me, um, I come from the data science background, mm. but I feel a lot of appreciation for data analysts, analysis mm. and as well as data engineering. I yeah. think there's a lot of cool things yeah. in that that I really enjoyed. Yeah, because even with data engineering, that that's an interesting like side of things as well. Because, excuse me, um, yeah, I also even like dabbled in that, you know, mm. that side of data, and yeah, I I learned you know different like stuff like even even verging on software engineering because a yeah, lot of the data engine sure. you know data engineering bit is like really software engineering yeah yeah and yeah and it's i just find that it's not really something i you know enjoy and yeah and that's that's it <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i'm here i'm staying in um as a data analyst and who knows maybe you know in the future it'll be something else yeah it but it's definitely not data scientist or data engineer because i tried to <laughs> i tried but it just didn't yeah pan out for me yeah you said you think about get, getting into the software engineering a little bit mm. right yeah yeah so yeah for that one it was mostly really just for my love of coding like like mm. you yeah yeah but but that's why i'm kind of like trying out web dev app dev and like game dev like uh, definitely not web and app because I tried them. It's I I probably enjoyed app dev more than web, mm. but it's yeah it's not something I fully like enjoy as being a data analyst. Because data analyst, I do like my job right now. Uh, I I I thoroughly enjoy it. But yeah, if but app dev, it's it's enjoyable, but not to the same extent as what I you know I'm getting from my current role. Right. Yeah, and who knows but game dev i'm kind of like it's kind of like a side thing right now i'm like kind of doing it but not really <laughs> yeah i'm currently on a hiatus right now so i'm on yeah not learning anything new at the moment would you want to earn money off those um that would be good but not real um but it's not a priority for me but it's uh, but game dev is a good like passive like income you know a lot yeah. of yeah if you but the thing is, like, it's very hard to market your game. A lot of the games don't earn at all because because it's the market is saturated with because yeah. it's very easy to make and publish games like nowadays. So it's it's just saturated with so loads of like games and apps. So it's hard for like for people to like see your game, you know. And most of the time, it's really most of the time an average person would only would only really use like six or seven you know apps on mm, their phone and it's yeah. they they toggle between those apps and they don't really use anything new so it's like yeah it's it would be good if i could earn money but <laughs> but i don't know <laughs> yeah. i think idea ideal situation is like that dev duck situation like you make yeah. a game over like a week or a weekend yeah. and then you get you earn ten dollars. Yeah. No, and also like that one as well. It's like making it into a YouTube channel or a podcast. I think that's yeah something you're passionate about because that's also a passive income. Like you know YouTube and podcasts and 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 music. That's the one. Yeah, because you're you're earning money from the game you make, but also you're earning money from your channels. And 
yeah, it's all those passive incomes that you know add up and stuff. Yeah. For me, it's passive outcome at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. how many do you do you have any statistics on how many like how how many listeners do you have? Yeah. So I've got uh what the YouTube channel that I was talking about earlier that I started last year. Yeah. That one's actually gone over I think one point one k. So oh, that's yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. got pretty good followers. Mm. But for that one, because you need. Um, two categories before you start earning on YouTube. Right. One is 1K subscribers, which I got that. Uh-huh. The other one is, I think it's 10,000 hours of your videos being watched. Right. And I think I'm close to it, but um, I haven't got that yet. So, um, yeah, so that's the situation with my first one. Mm. And the second one I started for this podcast, Yeah. I've, I've got 28 subscribers on Spotify. Right. And... 14 subscribers on my YouTube, so collectively. And there, there's bound to be some overlap there. But yeah. if we assume that there was our distinct subscribers, right. <laughs> 30, 30, 30 subs, 30, yeah, 32 subscribers. Oh, uh, wait, good, so yeah. 42 subscribers. Nice, yeah, so yeah. those are that. Um, yeah, so, but weirdly, I value subscribers on my Spotify more. Right, because I feel like those are those com- the conversion is much better than YouTube subscribers. Right, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I guess I guess for podcasts, it's very. Uh, mm. I feel like it's very more natural, you know, on, on Spotify, like just purely yeah. audio and stuff like that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Unless you're like a big podcaster, like Joe Rogan, obviously people would enjoy seeing you yeah. as well like your your reactions to things you know exactly yeah. exactly i i get um more views on youtube surprisingly right like um yeah so that's why i like post it up there as well mm. so um yeah i'm hoping i can do both and i'm exposed to yeah. both and then the audiences from youtube gets converted to spotify and yeah and so on but the most successful platform so far has been linkedin oh really <laughs> yeah that's because i've got instagram as well right um but for that i don't know maybe it's like the algorithm thing yeah but like it's like a long form as well so i don't know yeah. if that really resonates with instagram audience yeah because even if you look at joe rogan mm. um podcast which the page has got like three like, millions of followers yeah um but if you look at the likes it's it's not that much yeah so i don't know if um, like the long form podcast really translates to Instagram audience, mm. so that's why I like extended that out to LinkedIn, yeah. and I get much more engagement that way. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. for Instagram, I do, I do. Um, I have seen a few podcast. Oh, what's their name? This is like couple who do podcasts. Mm. One, the girl is like Christina Perry or something. Okay. Yeah, I forgot oh. the other guy's name. What What's their podcast about? I like random stuff really but random they're like a, they're a couple right and um oh I forgot the name it's like tip of my tongue but anyway <laughs> um yeah they have an Instagram um page as well but it's really snippets like they really cut the best parts yeah. and just like yeah I guess it's a lot of hard work to like edit it and like make it you know like for for Instagram because a lot of people Instagram and TikTok it's very like short you know attention span mm. so it's just yeah really yeah taking that long form and really cutting it into the those bite-sized like 
um, snippets. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So uh, I'm. Exp- it's fun though. Mm. It's fun experimenting with different. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Uh, John, I really appreciate you being here. No, thank you for was, having me. <laughs> oh, no, it was my pleasure. I think from the first time I heard when we were working together. Yeah. From the first time I heard you self-taught your way into data analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk to you, but I didn't know, especially when I was working my last job because you're yeah. one of our clients. Yeah. I was like, okay, what's the boundary here? I need to worry about that. But since I left my last job, I was like, let's let's, let's get John <laughs> on this. You know, I, I really want to hear your experience, yeah. um, your transitioning into data analysis, you know, self-teaching. And mm. I know you are like, you know, you say you're lazy, John, but one thing you can't argue against is that you, you seem really motivated to learn things and stuff, mm. which to me is super cool. Ah, oh, thank you. Now, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the podcast and yeah, Glasso. Glasso, Vitamin yeah. Water. Before we go away, do you have any, um, any plug? You know, we talked about Oil Slick Candy. Yeah, so YouTube, Oil Slick Candy, go there, I think. I think we have over 4k subscribers you guys have a lot is it just the from moment. the from yeah those two? from those two films yeah Whoa. so yeah so if nice. you yeah check that out we've got two short films right now one horror one coming of age and then yeah i guess that's really my plug <laughs> i do don't have, have anything <laughs> else <laughs> do you guys have like instagram page we do um i think it's uh, it's also called oil slick candy cool yeah, yeah so yeah check those out Insta- instagram and and youtube and yeah cool and are you on linkedin john do you want to get get that out yeah there sure well? i'm on linkedin as well john j-h-a-n and my last name magisa m-a-g-i-s-a um yeah reach out to me if you want if you want to learn more about oh. getting into the <laughs> data data field yeah feel free to reach out to me oh yeah I'll give some solid advice, Heck hopefully. Yes. <laughs> Especially those um, folks out there who's not from the like data background but, mm. but want to get into data. Yeah. It would be a super good resource. Yeah, definitely. Reach out. Networking is, you know, key is ever important. It's, it's, it's yeah. a very important key. Is your... Um, who's... John Magisa. Oh, that's my sister. That's your sister. Yeah, that's so cool. It's actually funny because I um she did biomed um she did first year of biomed but she she didn't enjoy it and then I pushed her to change to computer science because yeah. I said it's gonna be enjoyable. There's a lot of jobs out there. She switched and then she's loving it. Oh, yeah. so she's at uni now. <laughs> yeah, she's at oh. uni right now. She's a com sci major and yeah, best decision she said transitioning <laughs> first first year com sci. Um, I think she's third year. Now. third year comes yeah. wow good on her yeah. i'm so jealous <laughs> yeah i was talking about like we we're talking about like taking comms and stuff good yeah. on her living the dream yeah yeah i thought i saw her name in the description mm. and i was like oh they sp- misspelled your name <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that is my sister yeah, yeah it's actually short for something but my name john is just john it's not okay. short for something <laughs> and she's john yeah with the m well yeah great having you john um Thank you. Thank yeah you. appreciate you Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. See ya. Thank you for listening to my conversation with John Magisa. And thank you, John, for being on my show. If you're interested in checking out the videos John was involved in making, or if you'd like to contact John, please check out the description. Thanks, everyone, again for listening. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.